This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Welcome to Happy Homes and Gardens. I'm your host. My name is Daphne Royce. I am a real estate broker, architecture, and interior designer. Miss California is not just a pretty title. She's someone who demonstrates leadership, poised, and artistic talent. She also has responsibility in attending speaking engagements, performances, appearances at community events, and services as role models for many young women. They must work very hard to follow their dreams and achieve their goals. I'm very pleased to have Kathleen Leung. Who is 2022 Miss California here to share her path of achievement? Hello, Catherine. Hi, Daphne. Thank you for having me today. Tell us about your childhood and what you wanted to be when you grow up. Oh gosh! So I was born and raised a Californian girl. I grew up in the wine country.、Um, if you know Sonoma County or Napa, I know it's very popular now for wine tasting. But I really loved it because it really allowed me to kind of embrace my creativity. I was always outside playing with my friends, out in the dirt, out in the fields.、Um, so I had a very happy childhood. And when I was growing up, oh gosh, there were so many different careers that I wanted to be. I wanted to be a ballerina. I wanted to be a marine biologist, and then a pianist, and then an astronaut. So kind of all over the place.、Um, but I think I eventually found that I loved digging into facts. I loved mystery, and so for the longest time, I thought I was going to go to college and be a lawyer. Um, and then when I got to college, that took a little bit of a turn. I ended up switching to more of a financial industries interest.、Um, I just felt like in both capacities, you know, you can really make a difference in the world. One was more,、uh, you know, facts and justice driven, and the other was more monetary, consumer,、um, supply and demand driven. So it, my journey has definitely not been linear, but I think it's given me a lot of perspective. <laughs> You mentioned that you have so many talents, but I understand your artistic talent for the passion was a piano.、Yeah. Tell us more about growing up with piano, and are you still practice piano regularly? Yeah. So part of my childhood, I'm very grateful for is the fact that my parents let me experience so many different activities. So I grew up swimming competitively, dancing classical ballet. Also playing classical piano, and then eventually、uh, learning and teaching ballroom dancing, and so all of these have really helped to combine into, I guess, amalgamating into pageantry. Because you need a talent, you need to be able to perform on stage. You have to have the confidence, you know, to put yourself out there in front of a huge audience.、Um, but I think the one talent, you know, I love them all. But I think piano really is more than just technique and playing notes. For me, it's about you know self-expression.、Um, I like to say I'm a very romantic era pianist. I love Chopin. I love Liszt, Liebestrom,、um, all of those like very heart-wrenching, heart-moving pieces. And so when I first joined into my first ever Miss America program, I decided that talent was going to be piano for me. 
Um, and I'm very lucky that I had a wonderful, wonderful teacher who actually helped to handwrite the second half of the piece that I'm playing for Miss America um, on a piece of paper. And so I'm playing Frederick Chopin's Fantasy Impromptu, but it really is a commemoration of both a friendship and a mentorship that I had with my teacher. <laughs> do you have uh, other hobbies than dance and piano? Other things you like to do? Absolutely. It's, if you couldn't tell from the many times I thought I was going to be an astronaut ballerina or submarine going lawyer, um, I do have a lot of hobbies, one of which is photography, because I had mentioned before about the idea of self-expression, and I feel like nothing is more emblematic of that than taking portraits of people. So throughout high school, I actually entered quite a few photo competitions, um, and I did photography for my high school newspaper, continued that throughout college at USC, and now have taken a little bit of a turn. Um, I'm more in front of the camera than behind the camera, um, but my roots definitely started with holding um, a tiny little digital camera on family vacations. And yeah, so photography is one of my main hobbies. So what do you like more, in front or behind the cameras? Oh, gosh. I would say I'm more comfortable being behind the camera um, because you can almost create your own world. You know, you have different subjects that could be people or landscapes or objects. And then you're always tried with um, the different challenges of lighting, especially if you're shooting outside. But I love the idea of creating your own world. Um, but now being in a role where I get to wear a shiny hat, I do spend more time in front of the camera. But it is really cool to see that side of that perspective, um, because I'm sure after this year, I'll continue going back to my love of taking photos. And now that'll give me a better perception of my models or my subjects. <laughs> right. And um, I know you're on the road all the time for all the community services. So if, when you have time at home, what do you like to do? Yeah, so when I'm at home, um, I am a notorious baker, maybe a habit I built over quarantine, but I love baking and trying different recipes. My favorite show on Netflix was The Great British Baking Show, and I always thought I wanted to try all of the different breads and cakes and pastries. Um, so I'm very glad to say, you know, I built a personal brand on four core pillars, which are fitness, fashion, food, and finance. And so I love being able to share my love of different cuisine um, through that. And I really do think food is a universal language. So what is your favorite cuisine? Oh, that's the hardest question anyone can ask. <laughs> um, yeah. Favorite food cuisine would probably right now actually be Mediterranean. I think there's so much flavor and there's like such a variety of textures and combinations. You can do salty, sweet, savory and sweet, spicy. Um, yeah, so I really love it. And I'm very blessed that in San Francisco, we have such an amazing uh, Mediterranean, uh, Middle Eastern kind of flavor profile. And they're very refreshing and healthy as well. Yes, that's what I say when I'm eating a lot of hummus. <laughs> Definitely one of my favorites too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I met you, you were 
2022 Miss San Francisco. And now yeah. you're holding another title as 2022 Miss California. Yeah. What is the best experience you have as a Miss San Francisco and also Miss California? Oh, gosh. Great question. Um, so for people who might not quite understand what the the whole idea of Miss San Francisco, Miss California is, it's all part of the same branch of Miss America, which is the largest and oldest scholarship program for young women. Um, in December, I'll actually be going to Uncasville, Connecticut to be competing for Miss America 2023. Um, and the idea of it is to provide scholarships and leadership opportunities for young women in spaces that are traditionally, you know, not open to us. Um, and that's what I love about this program is it's much more than just, you know, pretty girls parading around in beautiful dresses. It's really about enhancing this idea of career oriented women who can who can do it all. Um, but Miss San Francisco, I wanted to take you a little a little bit along my journey. I actually started my very first pageant nine years ago as a very shy and awkward 14-year-old. I had the worst swimmer tan. Um, I had like full-on goggles imprinted on my skin. Um, but I was honestly too shy to even pick up a phone and talk to my friends because for some reason, the idea of hearing my own voice just kind of scared me. Um, so I'm very grateful that my parents encouraged me to go to my first ever orientation, which was Miss Sonoma County's Outstanding Teen. Was lucky enough to go to Miss California's Outstanding Teen and place top 10. But truth be told, I, I still had no idea what I was doing. Um, but I always had that itching feeling in the back of my head that, you know, maybe Miss California could just be another check-in point for me. So um, flash forward nine years to 2022 or 2021 at that time. Um, two days before Thanksgiving, I was honored to be named with San Francisco. And it's been one journey of a lifetime between November 2021 to June 25th um, of 2022. I think I've done over 50 plus appearances all throughout San Francisco. And it's honestly been so rewarding to just be able to serve such an incredible city. Probably the best experience I've had, um, I would say being a part of the Lunar New Year Parade through Market Street. My goodness, I have never seen a city come together like that. There must have been thousands and thousands of people. And I think it was, you know, right after COVID has started to take a downturn. Um, and so it's very inspiring to see everyone just gather and just celebrate a day of, you know, culture and coming together. Um, but I would say one of the most touching experiences I got was actually serving with an organization called Urban Alchemy. Um, and they're an organization that, that services homelessness and ex-convicts that are trying to, you know, get a re restart to their second life um, post being in prison. So, it, you know, it really feeds in this into this idea of putting courage back into people's hearts and minds. And so I've loved that. Um, but as Miss California now, I get to do that on an even more blown up scale. You could say tenfold. Um, I'm traveling up and down our West Coast, best coast, as I like to say, and really just trying to have high touch points all across California. And I would say the best experiences are yet to come, but I'm very excited because I'm about to start my roadshow tour of my Champions Chat series. 
which is related to my social impact initiative of being a champion of courage. And so I'll be going to many different elementary schools and hopefully helping kids find out what it is that they champion in life or what makes them feel their most courageous. What inspired you to sign up the competition other than your parents encourage you to do so? Yeah, I'll be honest, probably fear more than anything. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I kind of just realized to myself, you know, I'm going to eventually have to leave my house and talk to people. Um, So I might as well, you know, go full send into this. And, you know, I had mentioned before the activities that I had done as a child, they all kind of helped to amalgamate into the perfect combination for going into a pageant. You know, we had a physical fitness routine, a talent, an interview, evening gown. Um, So elements of ballet and piano and swimming all kind of contributed to that. And to be honest, I had no expectations going into Miss California. I was like, I'm just going to have fun. This is my first year as a Miss. I'm just going to see what it's like and kind of check in with myself. But lo and behold, two months ago, I got the coolest job in the world. (laughs) I think that's the coolest job in the world. Pretty awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So what was the most challenging part of a pageant competition? You can mention for both Miss San Francisco and Miss California. Another great question. Um, To be honest, I would say the actual phases of competition, I'd say as long as you've done the prep work, they're not hard. It's more about showing up as not your very best performance, but everything that you've done to be a consistent performer. Um, I've always kind of built that mentality in myself as a swimmer. You know, you don't win your best race at the actual meet. You win it during your practice sessions. Um, So I've carried that mentality. But I would say, honestly, the most challenging part of being a title holder is being out there in your community every single day and being on. Um, I'm naturally a very, very hermit level introvert. I love my alone time. I love spending time indoors. But this job definitely takes you out of your comfort zone. You know, you're talking with little kids who want to know why there's a princess here or, you know, adults who are um, kind of confused as to why you're wearing a crown, what's the relevance of it. But, you know, we, we as Miss America title holders are emblematic of this idea of grace and compassion and the ability to articulate our thoughts and have our own opinions. Um, and so sometimes I'm not going to lie, it can be quite tiring over the past two days. I think I've done close to six or seven appearances, um, kind of back to back. So it can get very tiring physically and mentally. But I think at the end of the day, you have to just remind yourself, you know, you get one year to prove why you deserve this title. And every single day is an opportunity to build on that story and build upon your personal growth. Um, so sleep can come later. Is that like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What message would you like to deliver to women at your age? Yeah, Mm, I would say to have an open heart, have an open mind and strive to be the sunshine in other people's life. You know, we see so much negativity in the world today, um, you know, with tragedies and 
honestly just misunderstanding of other people's cultures or their backgrounds. And it goes such a long way when you genuinely ask someone, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? And I think that message really fed into my slogan or my social impact initiative of being a champion of courage. You know, sometimes it doesn't mean being able to find the cure for a miraculous disease that we're having, but it's simply to acknowledge someone um, when they're having a hard time. And so I've really come to recognize that through traveling to schools and helping little kids realize they too have a superpower like their favorite Avenger, or even working with members of our unhoused community and helping them to feel reintegrated and frankly, just recognized um, by their community. So definitely have an open heart, have an open mind and be a champion of courage for other people. That is very good advice for young women. <laughs> Thank you. What would be a piece of advice that you would give someone? I would tell them to experience any opportunity they can have. Yeah. And I think it is kind of like open mind. You just try, try new things, do new things. You don't like it. You don't have to do it again. That's probably my advice. Um, I think young people need to experience more. Absolutely. Great advice. (laughs) Yeah. And um, so if you have power to change one crisis in the world, what would that be? Hmm. One that kind of hits home for me is climate change. Um, I actually just attended an event yesterday with the United Policyholders. And to this day in 2022, um, we are still talking about a tragedy that hit my hometown um, of Sonoma County. And it was the 2017 Tubbs fire. And they, I think someone had mentioned, you know, until you've lived a travesty, you can't fully recognize or feel the pure devastation of it. Um, My family and my community, unfortunately, lost our homes in that 2017 Tubbs fire. But I feel like there's never a time too late to be able to reverse some of the damage that we've done. And I think it's up to us um, to think communally, um, not just individualistically, about our responsibility to the environment. And so I love the fact that our community has come together year after year to create, you know, a fundraiser to support all of the fire initiatives, all of our servicemen. Um, But I think we can do very small acts like saving water, reducing the amount of electricity or power that we're using um, and finding ways to make just our property overall more sustainable. That's a very good advice. And um, I feel like things just get worse year after year. It is very sad. Sonoma is basically our backyard yeah. on some sort of yeah. area. So I hope that people will do little change to make a big differences. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, it means a lot. But I think overall, it makes the community stronger when we see that we can come together, um, not just as, you know, for our personal needs, but for every single person. And it's so touching to see you know, complete random strangers, again, be a champion of courage and just ask, you know, how are you doing? How is your house coming along? Are you guys ready for potentially this season's firestorms? Um, But it's really nice to see everyone check in with one another. Absolutely. Yeah. Where would you go if you can visit one place in the world? And Mm -hmm. what would you do there? 
this might expose me a little bit, but I'm actually checking off a major bucket list item of going to South Korea in October. Um, I have always had such an appreciation for the music, the culture, the food, um, but I'm finally checking off my bucket list of going to Korea with some of my friends. It's a very delayed graduation trip from college, but I'm very excited to say we'll be spending a week there kind of exploring the cuisine, going to Jeju Island, spending most of it in Seoul, hopefully taking a dance class because that's always been top priority for me. But I'm so excited about that. <laughs> uh, share with me for another bucket list. Oh, another <laughs> place or? Yeah, another place. Oh, second place would probably, I'll give you my top three. So Korea, okay. number one, um, Australia, because the Californian in me just wants to experience what um, Australian life is like. And I think, you know, it's so beautiful. Um, And then Iceland, because I've seen incredible photos of it. And I've had a friend who actually got to hike um, an entire day hike there. And he said he experienced like eight different weather types or season types in throughout that one hike. And so it just seems so extraterrestrial, but I love the thrill of adventure. I'm a big granola girl, as you can say. So I would love to go to Iceland. I've been to Iceland many times. The weather oh. literally, yeah, the weather literally changed every five minutes. You'll have to give me tips then. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, but I understand you actually really like outdoor because Australia and Iceland is all about outdoor life. Yes, yes. I I'm not afraid to get dirt on my boots. Um, Actually, a pandemic passion of mine and my mom's was every single weekend to pick a new place to go hiking around our area because, you know, at that time you couldn't really travel. Um, The most you could do was do a road trip, but even then it was kind of still pretty nerve-wracking. So we found a bunch of beautiful trails around Sonoma County um, and it really just came to give us an appreciation of the neighborhood that we grew up in. I think it's Sonoma County, my favorite, probably Annadale. Annadale, it's so big, too. You could spend hours and hours there. Yeah, that is a maybe, wonderful one. <laughs> maybe days, because yeah. there's so many different trails. Yes. Uh, there is one magnificent hike, if I could recommend one. It's Mount Hood. They have a place called Gunsight Rock, and you can see the entire bay um, from that point. And it feels like the earth is curving because you're so high up, but it's spectacular. Well, I had to check that out. Never mm-hmm. been there. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm going to ask you a question about how do you prepare yourself every day? You always look beautiful. You always look just as precise as you can get. So oh maybe you can, share, you can share that to my audience. Oh my goodness. Everyone's going to think so differently of me after this but honestly preparing myself is often a mad rush um I'm sitting in a very nice corner of my house right now in my kitchen if you see on my couch there's like dresses and makeup everywhere um my SF size department has single-handedly become one massive pageant closet of just everything everywhere um I do my best to keep it clean but with appearances every day and switching outfits it's a lot um but I will say, actually, another thing I learned from pageantry is how to do makeup. I looked back on my, you know, how Facebook pops up those memories of like nine years ago on this day, you had this. I went to my first ever appearance with zero makeup and 
good Lord. Thank goodness for the power of makeup. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So definitely just trying to balance, you know, the craziness of emails and trying to do makeup at the same time. But I would not say I'm an expert whatsoever. (laughs) Well, you should look perfect every single time I see you. (laughs) So do you. (laughs) Thank you. Do you have to shop all the time just for different outfits, different events? You know, again, another thing I'm not great at is shopping. Um, but I'm very, very, very grateful for the fact that, you know, through Miss San Francisco, Miss California, I've been able to work with a number of incredible sponsors. Um, quite a few of them I met through, oddly enough, jumping into the fashion world. I walked in my first ever fashion show as Miss San Francisco, and that was the most nerve-wracking experience I've ever had, but it opened up so many opportunities. Um, so one of my wonderful sponsors is an Italian brand called Ivaro Italia, and they have kindly given me so many pieces of like beautiful Italian lace to these beautiful ombre sequin gowns for all of my appearances, um, and they're just an incredible sponsor. And then I also have one in LA. His name is Mandalay. He actually is an alumni of my sorority's brother fraternity. And he designs outfits for red carpet celebrities. And he's been so kind in lending me some of his most exquisite pieces. Um, I'm still keeping them in the closet for now because I want to keep them a little bit as a surprise. But I'm very excited. Um, And then we also have quite a few amazing sponsors through the Miss California organization. Um, And they lend me daywear pieces or pieces if I want to wear for interviews. So, you know, as title holders, um, it is really amazing to see our sponsors be so supportive um, and 100% back us throughout our journey. And to them, I say thank you so much because I'm horrible about shopping. So you guys are saving me a lot of headache. I wouldn't imagine how many outfits that you actually needed because you're always out somewhere and you're always busy. I don't even think you will have time to actual shopping, right? Yeah, I think after many appearances, I think my my only goal is to get back into my sweatpants and be on the couch and be as lazy as possible. But um, yeah, it is very nice to have many options that are so unique and so beautiful. Tell, tell us, what's your next venture? My next adventure? Ooh, well, actually, right after this um, this podcast interview, I am going to a hometown event it's an annual tradition. It's called the Windsor Chili Cook-Off. And I would say we are home to some of the best chili um, chili broils. But um, I'm also going to be speaking, because it is 9-11 weekend, um, about courage and our veterans and our service people um, and everything that they've done to help, you know, create an environment where I can grow up happy and feeling comfortable and safe. Um, so I'm very, very grateful to be a part of that event. Thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate your time today. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for having me. And it's so good to finally connect after so many months. But <laughs> but I want to wish you the best. Good luck with your 2023 Miss America. Thank you so much. Yes, I'll definitely let everyone know when the exact dates are. We ourselves actually are eagerly waiting to find out, but I hope everyone will tune in. <laughs> Well, I will, for sure. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much, Kathleen. Thank you, Daphne. 
You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org. Thank you.